0: Good afternoon. It is March 23rd, 2021. You're listening to A Little Column A, A Little Column B, hosted by Will Limonos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. What's going on, man? What's going on, Will? Watched basketball
1: the entire weekend, and so I know you did as well. Thought I would give you a little basketball fact that I found that I don't think that you're aware of that happened last week. And that is a 7th grader beat the Guinness World Record for women, for free throws in a minute. How many do you think she made?
0: Wait a minute, what was it?
1: Free throws attempted in one minute. 12. 52.
0: That's impressive. I know I couldn't do that right now. How many do you think you would make? In a minute? More than 12 right now you think you could make more than 12 in a minute today in a minute right now
1: I I think I can make more than 12 in a minute and that's just with one ball
0: how many did she have
1: she had a whole a whole rack so there was a rack that went right from the the hoop when she made it and went all the way down right to uh, right to where she was where it actually seemed a little difficult uh it's a seventh grade girl so not a towering figure and so it comes right to to her waist, so she can't really jump forward at all. It's like you you're shooting like a little bit over this thing.
0: Is this is like a like an arcade setup, essentially. Like is she, uh, like have you seen the old it, guy that, that can set the, like the free throw record? He shoots it like an arcade. He kind of like scoop hooks it, like hook shot. It almost not even hook shot. He doesn't really shoot uh, it. She- he like flicks it.
1: No, no, no. So, yeah, I, I've seen that uh, where he's shooting, like, the underhand. He's flicking it with both hands, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's super fast. It's very efficient. Yeah. It's something I've only seen played at, like, a, an arcade kind of style hoop. I've never seen, like, the real – like, that wouldn't be efficient. You would never shoot that. That would get blocked every single time <laughs> shooting it like that.
1: Uh, she She's taken I – w- I would call it a normal, normal basketball shot, but there is a, a heavily modified – uh, I guess you call it a rack uh, to make sure that the, you know, there, there's always a ball right there, ready to go. And then there was even uh, a helper that was right there, making sure like the ball didn't get stuck anywhere. Just keep, keep it moving. But for a seventh grader to set, set a world record, that that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. I just wish I could be playing basketball. That that's just, <laughs> I could be setting records right now. Where, where can I do this?
1: <laughs> well, that vaccine's right around the corner and then, You know, a little while afterwards, we shouldn't be too far off from you being able to play basketball. Assuming uh, you can still run up and down the court.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. I'm much more of a free throw shooting record guy now, I think, than a five on five.
1: You know, just go with what you know. Go with what you're comfortable with.
0: Well, I tried to do that this weekend, and my comfort level is not good. I don't feel great about anything about my bracket from this following weekend. And it was almost like a roller coaster ride of feeling very good about it, and then not feeling very good about it. And it's got a little bit better, and then it got really bad. That, that yesterday was not very friendly to my bracket. I took a lot of chances. I think I took the most chances out of anyone in our inner circle friend group right now. How are you feeling about the bet consequence? Because I feel like you've locked up and you've already won. It's going to be close, but I think you've already won. I don't feel that confident.
1: The, the, the main takeaway that we got as soon as the games tipped off and we kind of revealed what our, what our plans were. My big thing was I picked Gonzaga in every bracket. Will it pick Gonzaga in one and had Baylor
0: in two? I I think I have Gonzaga in all of them.
1: I think you have, I'm pretty positive because I looked through it, is that you had Baylor winning in the Yahoo and you had Gonzaga winning in the ESPN.
0: Oh, that actually does make it a little bit more interesting. I don't even know my own bracket. This is the problem. And the worst part is I only have two brackets right now because you, you pressured me on the last second here to get hit the last bracket entry that I just submitted the same one. So I really only have two brackets in three leagues. You think it'd be so easier to manage peop-
1: this. I, w- I, want, I want the people to, to realize I that. Bailey, I think we we'll, right. would prefer to have these brackets more similar and just keep it simple and then even use that as a, as a gloating thing of, I didn't even fill out different brackets. I just filled out one. And he's telling me that I rushed him, but you, 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 the rest of you filled it out with plenty of time, so I, I think he's using that as an excuse.
0: The invite link didn't work for the private group, not the not the public group that everyone else is in. Which, thank you again for signing up. We miraculously still had what we get eighty three people signed up. Eighty three, yeah. I'm shocked by that. It's the le- it's the least social I've ever been in in the past twelve months. So the fact that I got eighty three friends somehow, and you got eighty three friends, I think that's an accomplishment in in the situation that we had. Next year, three hundred people minimum i I don't there's okay. no way three hundred people well, we were going to have that last year. It was such a bummer. so much momentum last year just got killed off by all of it uh so you think you think you're you have a chance of losing w- what are you worried about right now
1: i i think i think that i'm in I'm in the driver's seat. I think I have more options, but I think as long as Baylor is still in it. You you still can come in because if Baylor wins it, then I'll, I'm out of luck.
0: I only have Baylor correct in that whole whole bracket. If you if you use this old school thing called a pen and and it was had red ink and you were to scribble out everything on my bracket, you'd be out of ink. It would use a whole pen on that, especially that section. Baylor's the only thing I got correct. I, it's the only potential I, I, points I have.
1: I don't think that you are the only one in that situation. This is the the highest uh, seated uh you know like if you combined all the seeds together this is the highest number in the sweet 16 ever
0: that makes sense there's no way they could have properly seeded that there was less games people there was less crossover i mean what was the one team we talked about that played holy cross like five times and that was their whole schedule essentially they had that in like three uh, other games and and yet, some someone silly like me had them going very very far because in those like five games against Holy Cross or whatever, they were very good. But they only played the one team. There was a bunch of teams like that, and I think we found out there was a, also a variety of teams that never really got the opportunity to prove themselves. And now that they have, they're they're playing some serious basketball.
1: What- yeah. Speaking speaking of that, I, I want to let people know because I get confused or you, I forget sometimes. You, you hear Will uh, here on the, on the podcast. He's a good guy, you know, bring, brings topics because I'm good back and forth, is respectful, you know, listen listen to people. Well, he's doing the whole thing like, ah, I don't really watch college basketball. I didn't really do much research. I barely had any time to put a bracket together. And then I want to say we're into like the second game and just like, oh, well, yeah, Colgate. And, oh, yeah, they uh, they have the best defensive rebounding percentage in the country. Oh, and, you know, just let that one slide. And then, you know, a little while later, something comes up. Oh, yeah, well, this team, you know, they're, they're the best free throw shooting Colorado. Team in the country. It's just like, well, we'll hold on here. And then I, because I forget, Will is competitive and he still wants to win. So it might have come off like, ah, no, I did not really do anything. But, oh, man, you had so many fun nuggets throughout the weekend of different teams and. What they uh, i think Colgate might have had the best three-point percentage and three-point percentage defense, or at least like top three of both. They had and the best; the, those little three nuggets point that kept coming throughout the weekend.
0: They had the best three-point percentage. I think they were top five for defense and points held, and they were one of the oldest teams too. I think they had a lot of seniors and juniors, and I was looking for a lot of that. I—I I don't know. All right. Let's just point out some highlights of the whole weekend. I had some good tidbits. I don't think they're really noteworthy. I'm, I am still a fan of basketball, and I am competitive about this. I, I didn't, I didn't go in blind. I just didn't want to waste my entire winter watching college basketball like you did, and it, it didn't really do much difference because I read the Spark notes the day before, and here we are. <laughs> so you know, bravo to you for, for doing all the research, and me just, you know, reading your notes kind of at the end here. But the one thing I noticed. Uh, there weren't a lot of comebacks. I don't think there was one comeback. There wasn't one 15-point lead blown that we were like, oh, wow, can you believe this is a game again? Every year, it always feels like the first half, anything can happen, and the second half, anything else can happen. I didn't really feel like there was one game that was like, oh, man, what a hell of a comeback. Like, this is college. It's a complete collapse. Like, they didn't close it out. They had this game, and now it's gone. Is there any connection to that, or is that just a fluke of college basketball? If anything, I want to give some of the coaches more credit. I'm more impressed by that than that not happening all the time.
1: I, I am surprised. Similar to the NBA, the, the three pointers is pretty prevalent. They did move it back last year. Uh, so I think there was like an adjustment period, but this year I, I think everyone's pretty pretty used to where it's at and just would have thought with the three pointer, it just brings a lot more variance. Into into the game, so a team that starts off hot goes cold, or vice versa. But I agree, that was definitely something that we uh, we both noticed. That yeah, not a lot of uh, a
0: lot of comebacks. I also think. Do you think teams are having an easy like for the most part across the board? It's hard to generalize this, but do you think offense was easy or hard for most teams? Like getting a point, getting two points, is that easy or hard for most teams? It's kind of a yes or no. Uh easy you, you do I always yeah. I feel like it was only easy for maybe three teams in the whole out of the whole 64 and they're like the three number ones I think everyone else when it gets down to it and the defense ratches up and the pressure builds up it's it's not I, I don't think many guys many teams have a way of just saying we're gonna get a basket right now we're gonna run this play we're gonna have this motion we're gonna stay moving I, I, I think it's much more still of a defensive game in all of this and that's who I would be watching out going forward from here is who's who's going to lock people down, and then who can just kind of make that last shot at the end. Because I think if you have a good defense, you can keep the you can keep the game close. I haven't seen one team that had an offense that was just so overpowering. Do you? Do what you about
1: f- uh, Gonzaga?
0: I mean, they did they did almost put up a hundred. Who was the other team? Baylor almost put up a hundred too. Someone else almost put up a hundred.
1: Uh, it was, uh, Alabama going against, going against, uh, Iowa,
0: man, there were some points yesterday. I say all that, but I I still didn't feel like it was an offensive dominant day. I mean, that one stood out because at halftime, they had more than majority of the final scores of some of the games we watched just the day before.
1: It was, uh, Oregon, Oregon had
0: 95. Yeah. You think we should mention how they advanced? get get that on the podcast record so when we relisten to this years from now we will be like oh man what what weird era was that
1: that they just took down uh <laughs> Luca Garza in Iowa
0: I don't know, no 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 the first round they get the easy pass the first round
1: oh oh yes yep there was one covid uh issue and that was on the VCU program and so was not, I mean, it's never, never good for it. But it was going to be the last game of the night, and a few hours before it came out that, yep, issues with VCU, so they would not be playing. So Oregon got the got the pass, and so maybe they were fresh, maybe not. But then they were able to come in, smack Iowa around, and now they are uh, they're going to the Sweet Sixteen.
0: What a weird, what a weird year. And the thing is, even when it happened, it didn't feel out of place. It's it's weird how I have adjusted to this being like okay that's that's kind of part of life right now. This was a risk we know going in. If anything, this was a likelihood. It's kind of a miracle that this is the only game. It will be extremely disappointing if any games going forward are are somehow unable to play. That would be heartbreaking at this point. Because these are all the terrible.
1: Good ones. Yeah, real real bad for uh, VCU fans. Uh, you just you make it. You're expecting a game. It was a uh it was a saturday game so it was the last game right yeah it was and It was gonna be the last game so you've already watched you were gonna be the last one of the first round so you're just like all right this is cool all this but like then my team's playing and you're probably really pumped about it so that is unfortunate but i think for a college basketball like the average fan if it was going to be a team a team like vcu not not a team that had championship aspirations not really a, a team, I don't even think, that I really had Sweet 16 aspirations. For sure, anything can happen in, in the tournament. But I I think that if you were to have ranked all the teams, VCU would definitely have been in the, in the second half.
0: It was a winnable game. I think that's the only bummer about it, is that was a game... I mean, anyone can win any of these games, but at least that was one where we were anticipating it could go either way. It wasn't a 1 and a 16 seed.
1: Did the games being friday saturday sunday monday rather than the traditional thursday through the weekend did that bother you at all
0: no but i did it did feel a little weird it doesn't bother me i look i may not be the biggest college basketball regular season fan but i love march madness i don't care what days you're going to have it on those are going to be days where i'm going to be watching it you want to put them on in the middle of the night all right well guess who's waking up in the middle of the night this is this guy this is, this is this is an event I don't want to miss. It's so awesome having games start whatever you, half hour after another and just having ending after ending after ending. And we had an especially awesome setup this year where we had the quad box going, where at, at a couple of moments we had all four games on one screen. And, yeah, I don't, I'm not, the days doesn't bother me. It's fine. The, the I think the setup,
1: the setup is far and away our best setup, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we had, we
1: had a, a a projector that we had, like Will said, quad boxed, and we're looking at it, and saying, "How big do you think each of those screens are?" And then finally, at one point, we we got up, we got the tape measure, and went and looked. And what was it? It was it was fifty two
0: inches. I think it was more than fifty two. Yeah, it was it was over fifty. I know that.
1: Of just so, it wasn't like we were limiting the, the 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 quality at all. It was oh no, we're gonna watch all these games. And the size of a screen that you would be fine watching one screen, one game on, as well as with the splitter that you had. If you wanted to flip to have it on the full screen, the, the commercials worked out, especially later in the night or in the in the second round. Boom! It was it was full screen. We had times, uh, you know, later on in the night when things were kind of winding down. Maybe it was a little bit of a blowout. Throw uh, throw some music on, just kind of mix things up a little bit as you've been watching basketball for. Ten it, plus hours.
0: It was the full uh, Wild Wings experience. It's uh, everything you would expect from that, <laughs> or even during intermissions, they they kick on the music for a little bit here and there.
1: <laughs> it it was so exciting for Friday. We we had to wait the extra day of this year, which I agree. Whenever you're putting it on, that that's fine, but that first game, you know, you're, you're watching it full screen, boom! Like this is back. This is really happening. <laughs> we 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 missed a year and then what happens in the first game we get overtime and just like right off the bat there's excitement just nice casual 7-10 matchup you're not really sure what to expect and you can't ask for anything more than than, than ot in the in the first game and then as the day goes on we're, we're still in 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 the afternoon basically and ohio state loses in overtime I, people have had them winning. I definitely had them in my final four in a in a, in a bracket. It just uh, just last week they looked like one of the best teams uh, in the country, and then, nope, not anymore, gone.
0: Yeah, that's that's March Madness. That's what we watch. It's 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 wild. Anything else you want to get to about March Madness? Otherwise, I'm going to move on to some NBA talk. Actually, you want to spin the just- wheel? It's been
1: the wheel. Uh, right yeah, now. just uh, after I just kind of finished it up, it was just just awesome. Awesome to be able to watch the games. It was the one, one, one of the few positive COVID things was there was no one like inviting me to go anywhere. Uh, usually around this time is just here in, in New England when it's starting to, to warm up. And you get like a nice day. It's right around St. Patty's Day. So usually there's something going on. And people know that I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, but you don't you don't always uh, quite understand it. If you're not in on March madness of, well, are we going to go out? Like, uh, is is there going to be a TV, like a a couple TVs? It's like, Oh, we'll just come after the game It just, well, there's not really (laughs) an after the game because the games are going from noon to, to, to midnight. So it was just nice this year of, there was no expectations. There was no one pulling at me. There was no FOMO of missing out on something else. It was, I wake up, have some breakfast, maybe go outside for, for a bit, and then just committed to basketball all four days. It it, it was glorious.
0: Heard it here first. Zach is pro COVID era. He loves this (laughs) quarantine. He wants more, more stuff at home, more direct to streaming. Let's, uh, let's have more of that. Uh, Let's have more of the wheel here. You want to explain what we got going on here?
1: We got, okay. So we have a wheel of consequences we decided on four consequences that the loser of the bracket bets will have to do. The options are mustache and star burns, uh, time frame to still be decided. The beer mile was taken off of the list on the spin last week. We have learned to do a backflip and we have five K with the run of five K with the other team's t-shirt. So we're going to roll today to get rid of uh, or spin today to get rid of uh, the second one, and so then next week we will spin and find out what the what the consequence
0: will be. If this all goes well, it'll come down to Baylor Gonzaga deciding who who's gonna do one of these. If it all I goes, it's, well. I
1: think it's likely.
0: You think Those it's have been the two
1: best teams all year for most of the year.
0: I hope so. I wish more people watched to know the drama of how close this was. I mean, the past years alone
1: that's that's better
0: than any it reality TV. The,
1: it came down to the. The tiebreaker, the score last year or two years ago, which went I, been, I even threw one at you over the weekend of saying like, hey, did you, uh, did you, did you look up scores for, for these and you, you were not a fan?
0: No, no, I don't think that's I don't know. That seems like such a. I I feel like you need to see them play in the tournament to really make an accurate thing. And that's just not allowed. It's not a regular season game. This is a different game. There's different time constraints. There's going to be fans there. Which that's another thing that we we might have to talk about maybe even more next week. There was no fans for all of this, so I think that made most of the teams comfortable. There might have been a couple. Oh, that, there, there were there were some fans. There it was, was very limited, limited of fans. It was limited though. It's not the very same. Very limited. It, it wasn't the same. It wasn't a momentum shifting amount of fans. There wasn't enough for that.
1: Uh, agreed. Yeah, it for sure was not. It, it, it had no no impact on, on the game.
0: I that's a loss because I think if you were an underdog. Part of having the advantage of this crowd is they're always on your side. They're not on the other team's side. Even if they're not even rooting for you directly, they're there and they're not rooting for the the favorite. Also, if you're the favorite, there's this tension that will build up if you are suddenly down five in the second half for no reason. Or or just if the other team starts off a little bit hot and you're down, let's say, even like 12-4 in like the beginning. That That felt like that wasn't real this year that that pressure wasn't mounding of all these people in this place are rooting against me. Are you expecting that to kind of come back a little bit in the later rounds when they inevitably allow a hell of a lot more fans or are these future fans just not really going to have as much of an impact? Cause they are going to be good teams. It's not going to matter. I, I don't think so because
1: there's going to be more fans, but really there's only going to be more fans because of the venue being bigger. So I think from what you're going to hear on the court. I don't know if it's going to change so much of, okay, well this is how many the percentage of people you could fit in a basketball arena. Well, now you can fit the same percentage in a football stadium and there's more, but they're more spread out. I don't think anything's going to change in Indiana in the next couple of weeks to allow uh, a larger jump in the amount of fans. So I think anything fan related is just going to have to wait till, till next year.
0: Oh man. Well, at least we got it this year. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and spin right now, so let's see which one gets eliminated for this week. All right. 5K with the other team's shirt is gone. I'll be honest. I was oh kind of holding out uh, hoping that would be the one. That would be all fair game. We could say we did it. The backflip thing sounds so... In- risk injury. The, the, the risk on the injury there is so much worse than anything else here.
1: Yeah, these, this is a terrible idea.
0: Why'd we do this? I don't know. I told you we should have rigged it. <laughs> it's it's radio. It doesn't matter what actually happens. It matters what makes the best story, whatever makes the best radio. Well, I ba- think this makes the best. Though. It just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I, you're, you haven't even lost one of these. I, I have to do this every year. You, you, <laughs> I'm carrying the load over here. Yeah, I'm really hoping that
1: uh, Drew Timmy and the rest of Gonzaga keeps up with what they've been doing and lay, laying the smack down like they've been doing all year, and I don't need to worry about this at all.
0: If if this was the NBA, I would be the the MVP for, for doing all of these. <laughs> uh, with that being said, the NBA, I, I don't think they should even give one out this year. Is that weird? I'm I'm okay with no no awards this year. Or at least we can stop acknowledging no them awards as, as if there's something. Well right, well who do you want to give the MVP to? Now that, all right, the reason I bring this up, LeBron has a high ankle sprain. It seems unless he's this much superman in him, he's somehow going to miss at least 5 weeks. Maybe less. But it doesn't look like he's going to win the MVP if he misses 5 weeks. And B doesn't look like he's coming back in time. He seems pretty banged up. That's leaving Jokic, Dame, and then Giannis, who is having a better season than he had last year. But just and is probably the better team than both those other teams. Is is there an obvious pick in front of me right now? Did I not mention the right person? Who would you give the vote to? I think
1: Jokic is the is the favorite right now, but the the Nuggets are fifth in the in the west six games out of out of first does anybody on utah get any buzz or are they just too much of a of a of, of a team and there's not one guy that stands out like you, you do you wouldn't feel comfortable giving it to, to donovan mitchell
0: do you think first of all do you think any of these guys are having a better season than Giannis? probably I not i don't think mitchell's having a better season than Giannis. You can make an argument, I think, for Jokic. You. I think you could. I think. I think that's a better argument. I just. I have a really hard time trusting this Denver team, and I think we all have that feeling. We can lie to ourselves and say that was great in the bubble last year, but if that's all of the proof we have, we're we're gonna come about, Like, I don't, I don't know if it adds up to be enough. I also don't trust them to finish the season strong. They're I mean, he's doing awesome things. But they're not winning every game. Like he's doing awesome things and still losing some games. I, I think that's a bit of a problem for Dame as well. But Dame seems even worse. Dame seems not that good outside of I mean, CJ's out, Nurkic has been out, they and somehow they're still in the mix. I, I think that means even more to him. I for me, right now, if I have to give it to somebody and I'm projecting how the rest of the season's gonna play out, like maybe LeBron comes back in two weeks. And this isn't even a story. This is this is just dead. I feel like it should go to Giannis. I didn't think I was going to give him a vote either. It seems impossible to vote for him. I'm not sure that I would
1: either. But with these injuries, and his injury is nowhere near what, what LeBron's dealing with. And we're not really sure when, when Embiid's going to be coming back. And it's super frustrating for Embiid with Simmons getting hurt last year right before the playoffs, as well as their teams in first place. Like, it makes perfect sense. You know, I don't think people really want to give it to Giannis ag- again for a- another year, even if he does does belong in, in the conversation. But, yeah, those odds are definitely getting much closer together. There's no clear front runner
0: like there has been in uh, previous years. I think I'm ready for Giannis to go scorched earth. He needs to become a bad guy. I think the, the whole hero thing. He's lived long enough to become a villain. Everyone's over it now. The doubts are there. There's new motivation. There's new challenges. I I think I think he needs to embrace that he's not the popular guy anymore. That he seems old news. He needs to. It's it's almost like LeBron's second year in Miami, where he's like embraced all the bad guy stuff. Like, all right, it's me against the world. <laughs> let's let's do it. I, I
1: think I think one thing we definitely have to keep in mind, and these injuries just might destroy it anyway, but. We're we're still in the COVID season where normal things are happening on the calendar, like March Madness, the first weekend happened this week. But like the trade deadline hasn't happened. Two years ago, the trade deadline was February 9th. So almost almost two months. And you know, it's it's a month and a half ago. So I think normally this conversation we're having, if it was in a normal year, you right during March Madness, like the season's really close to being up, and I think there's still a little bit more to to the season than there normally would be, even though there's there's going to be less games.
0: There's not that much season left. I, I think that'll make it exciting. This will be a storyline we can follow up on. But you know how many how many games they're playing total this year? Seventy two. I think it's seventy or 72. Be seventy two. Seventy. No, no, I think it's 10 less, 72. I think it's 72.
1: 72? Okay, and so teams are at 43-ish.
0: Yeah, we're past
1: that way. It's still like 30 games, though. I'm just saying that there's there, there we're, we're not at the normal part of the year, so there's still more time for guys to make or to uh, unmake, to make it so we don't want to pick them uh, going going forward.
0: Well, you brought up the trade deadline. I I've got some news about the trade deadline. It's it's not going to be good. Cancel all the fireworks. There aren't going to be any trades this year. I I don't think there I don't know why you would make a move when you have all these potential buyout people who you don't have to do anything for. I how how many of these trades do you think are going to make you that much better than getting somebody for free essentially on the buyout? Or there are other reasons No, there aren't going to be any moves. I'm I, I, I don't, not expecting anything. I think this is going to be the lamest year ever. I'm excited about the playing game, but I think you were right a couple podcasts ago when you said everyone feels like all we got to do is be in the top 10. We're probably good enough as is to be in the top 10. And I think most GMs are smart enough to not give up any picks over silly things like this now. You would do the real rebuilding over the offseason, but the midseason, let's add this one piece to give us that little last push. I don't really see it for any team this year. And that'll make it even more exciting on Thursday if it comes out of nowhere. But in I I'm not expecting anything. Are you? Like what do you what are you anticipating Thursday? Because it's all it's we're it's Tuesday right now. In the next 48 hours, like all of this stuff's supposed to just unravel. I've learned to never
1: never doubt the NBA, but I still stick with my there are going to be less moves because you only have to be the top ten. And a lot of times those lower half teams they're not looking at oh well maybe we can just get in and we can win a championship it's okay we got to show progress we got to show our owners we got to show our fans that we're moving in a positive direction so even if it's the bar has been lowered for you you can say hey we made the playoffs Look, we got it we got a playoff game and all you got to do is win two and then you got another series and i think that seems very manageable so if you look at the standings right now the pacers are the would be the 10th seed they are 19 and 23 the magic are 5 games behind and they seem like the ones that are looking the most to blow it up i would say and so anything under that there, there's only one team farther down than that so that means wait is it only going to be the magic and the pistons selling and then if you look in the in the west the west the grizzlies are at 20 and 20, so right at 500. And then the Sacramento Kings are three and a half games behind, with only two behind them. So it really only leaves, what, like four teams that are going to be selling? And that just doesn't seem like enough unless they can create some sort of bidding war for their guys. Um, I, I'm, I'm hearing a smattering of rumors. Uh, sounded like yesterday people were saying that the Celtics were the front runner for Aaron Gordon, which. I like that that rumor came out because I feel like if I, you ever hear a rumor come out with the Celtics, <laughs> it means it's not happening. And we're trying it to bully well,
0: someone into something else. Be like, Oh, we'll do Aaron Gordon. If you don't do this,
1: I, I think it was more on the the magic side, leaking that saying like, Oh yeah, the Celtics said that they'd do this and think. And so other teams would not go, Oh, well Danny Ainge is pretty smart and he, he wouldn't make a bad decision. So I think there's definitely some leaks back and forth going on and it seems like even the people with the leaks and the, the rumors have stepped away from we're going to trade Marcus Smart and Picks for Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier, which I am I am happy about. That does not seem like a good deal to me.
0: There's nothing to be excited about for Celtics fans. Just, this year's over. There's no upside to this year that's suddenly going to make me feel better about this team.
1: Do you think they're going to ever make a rule against uh, the buyouts?
0: Well, I think they should... <laughs> All right, you want to know how you fix buyouts? Stop having teams give dumb contracts. I think we should have a league vote on whether or not that should be allowed. <laughs> you know, like if it's over 50% that okays it, that it's fine. But who thought a couple well, years? Me.
1: Oh, this, this sounds like how bad fantasy leagues are run. That you can't make your own decisions because other people don't think it's a good decision. I, I oh. don't like that.
0: Okay. Well then I don't think other teams should be rewarded for other teams making mistakes. You should have to live with these mistakes. You shouldn't be able to buy out of this. This should be, you're there. The problem is that these are human beings and these are basketball players and they're meant to play basketball. They're not meant to just get their money and go home. So I see that issue and that we're trying to get these guys back on the court. Not to mention, these aren't bad players. I think that's like, they don't fit in with a rebuilding team, but it's, it's not going to bother you if the Lakers get Drummond for free next week. That's not going to bother you.
1: <laughs> That's And and, and I, I agree with what you're saying, where with the teams that, uh, you know, sat guys or there was the, the mutual agreement. I'm thinking of uh, Blake Griffin, uh, Aldridge, Drummond. And I'm just thinking, if you're another team, why would you give up assets, like you said, for a guy that you can get way cheaper and for no assets in a couple of weeks and the teams that are looking for these guys are playoff teams. So it's not like, oh, I need this guy right now because in two weeks, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, in two weeks, you know, you're going to still be in a good position for the playoffs. And that's when you're going to need the guy is in the playoffs. So I'm I'm a little stuck in the middle. Cause like you said, the, these are human beings and I would rather see them play basketball than not play basketball. But just wondering if the NBA will come out at some point in the future and say, hey, we really can't be doing this because this really benefits big market good teams and just really hurts some of the
0: the, the, the struggling teams. Well, the one good news is, is I do think they've solved this to some degree right now where tanking's not really – I mean, we got a handful of teams that are tanking and they should be tanking because they're not able to compete for that 10 seed versus I think we have a lot of 10 seed teams that are like, you know what, I'm, I'm okay where I'm at. I think Indiana's okay where they're at. They think they got a shot. I think Charlotte same way. There's there's a couple of these teams that they could easily think, they could easily swing the other way and say we need to start losing as soon as possible and they're not right now. That's a win yeah, for the think, NBA.
1: Do you think Oklahoma City is trying to get to that 10 seed or do you think that they're just accidentally not tanking well? They're bu- SGA and some of the other guys have just been too good.
0: They're building culture. That's what they're doing. If that culture is good enough to get them into a 10 seed, that's fine but they're building culture. They have enough picks. Those picks could be better, but those picks aren't going to be worth anything if the culture sucks. The SGA wants to win, he should want to win. They want to play him a little less and maybe play some of the vets around him a little less. I I get I get that. You could be strategic with that. You know, you could trade away some assets, some of these older guys that are there. But I don't I don't have any I mean, dude, there's so many games that they shouldn't have won and they and they are winning. I don't think you could be mad about that. <laughs> Like, you have more than what you thought. You won every one of these trades. Look at the, you like, they are in such a good position to rebuild a dynasty over the next seven years. I, I don't have a problem with that.
1: The pick's got to work out for you, that's for sure.
0: That's true. But you know what else has worked out for them? They have SGA. Like, there's there's a bunch of teams that would love to have that guy. And they got him. So I don't know if it's necessarily, like, a whole clean slate. We got all these awesome picks coming in. Let's just put this guy on the side on the little side here and then we'll 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 build everything up and then we'll bring him back. Like no, that's mm-hmm. Let's just get let's just get some wins now. And it's not like they're helping him at all. If SGA somehow gets be- good enough to win these games, what's the problem? It's not like you did anything to help him. Imagine once you start helping him with draft picks and trades and and trade deadline assets and buyouts. Like this is this there's a, so much room for improvement, so much cap space. I don't I just You don't ever want to tell me, you know, I don't think you ever really want to tank unless it's really that messy of a situation. If you're a situation like Houston right now, where you were essentially bullied in the situation you're in right now, there's only one way out, and that's to do what you're doing and to hopefully be at a point to get in a trade situation to get more picks back like OKC did. I don't know what assets they have there, but maybe maybe Christian Wood becomes their SGA. That's that's the hopefulness. Of this is maybe I, that I
1: could see the Rockets uh, moving in Oladipo.
0: Oh, that seems likely. That also seems like another potential buyout guy. Maybe not no, this contract. Buy
1: him out. He's not, still no, playing
0: and everything. No, 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 no. I'm saying not this year. I'm saying after next year, he signs a new contract. I think in two years, three years, we're talking about a buyout for another bad contract.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he's that down, that far down. He's averaging twenty twenty points. Those those aren't buyout guys.
0: I guess I'm just weirded out that Indiana didn't want him. I guess, doesn't that seem strange? I, I mean, he's coming off the injury, so it could just be
1: risk mitigation.
0: Maybe. I, I'm I'm glad uh, Lavert is back. That that makes that trade a little bit more interesting. Uh, we also have another injury with uh, Lamelo. I brought up the Hornets earlier. He has a broken hand, and now it seems like he is not going to win Rookie of the Year. This is why we just get rid of all the awards. Who, who cares about any of these? How important are they? They're pretty important. You think they're that
1: important? I I I think more over time than necessarily in the moment. But I think it's an easy way to look back and see who was the best player this year, and you can. You can look at awards to help you with that because I think sometimes when you look at stats, those, you, you can't just look at stats, you can't just look at awards, but I think the combination of the two can give you a, a better idea, and it just puts you in, in different categories. You know, There's certain guys that won rookie of the year. You can only win that your first year or maybe your second year for some guys, but that's it. After that, you, you, there's no opportunity to win that again. So if you're going to be a rookie of the year, all-star MVP finals, MVP, regular season MVP. Like you gotta, you really gotta nail this one. So just really disappointing. Cause it seems like he was like far away going, going to win that award. And I, I just think that it's a Zion situation with last year that you, you just can't miss so many games
0: and, and still get it. So we should give it to Ben Simmons, right? He was owed this award. He never, he never got his. Didn't he win rookie of the year? I think that was he even a rookie? Was it? Was it that year?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he win his second year? This was when him and Donovan Mitchell were were, were beefing.
0: It was Malcolm Brogdon that I think won at the one year, right? Where it should have been Simmons's rookie year, and he was kind yeah, of locked away, and he didn't.
1: Yeah, he didn't play any games, so <laughs> you have to play a game for it to count as your rookie season.
0: Well, do do you have a front runner right now? I don't think. I don't think anyone's worth mentioning of being like, yeah, they should be the rookie year. Maybe Uh, Anthony Edwards. You'd give it to him over Halliburton
1: right now. Yeah. Halliburton's been hurt.
0: I guess I'm just more of a fan of him.
1: Both of them are on bad teams. Uh, You know, they're definitely going to get the shots and everything. Uh, And I think it helps uh, Edwards that he's just putting up mean, mean dunks on people and that shouldn't be how you win Rookie of the Year, but in a year like this where it's kind of now going to be wide open, that definitely helps get eyeballs on you and uh, I think helps for for awards.
0: Giannis, are you listening? This this is all you got to do, mean dunks, more mean dunks. This is how you get the MVP. It gets my attention. Yeah. You know what else might get your attention? Uh, DoorDash adding a new delivery method here. I'm just I'm out of this. Are you is there anything else you want to go with that?
1: <laughs> that they're going to be delivering two different versions of the COVID 19 tests. That seems I thought, helpful. I thought, I thought was interesting and from one of the headlines I saw, it seemed like this was less of a oh, this will be a good way to help out the community and more of uh on top of that, like this being something for the future. So with other medical issues, devices, I'm not really sure exactly. They're they're the going to try to be the experts on this, but you wouldn't just use DoorDash for food. You could use it for other delivery things. Specifically in this case, for health related items.
0: Is this like a is this party catered? We we have testing before you get in. Is this this part of that?
1: Ah, we gotta be getting closer to that, right? Do you think that'll happen? or Do you think it'll be more likely that people just let let everybody in?
0: I, I don't know. I I feel like I know every there's different types of individuals that would handle the situation. But part of me thinks if you're that paranoid enough to have tests there, you're probably not having the party this year.
1: The the one thing that uh that got me was it seems a little late. Like yeah. people do still need tests. But it seems like this six months ago, oh, I don't have to leave the house. This will just get delivered. Perfect. Yep, I'll I'll, I'll pay a premium for that. Where now it's seeing. I, I even read it quick and thought it said they were going to deliver the vaccine, and was thinking, oh, okay, now now we're talking here because even if it wasn't just for regular people, if it was for people that you know couldn't leave the house, and here was a here was an opportunity to get it delivered, but then wasn't sure on. Well, I know it's not the most difficult procedure where it seems like you just kind of gotta you know poke it in your arm and push the plunger, but I'm sure there's a little more to it than that that you couldn't just get it delivered and do it yourself
0: <laughs> wait you're not supposed to poke this in the eye that's that's not where this goes this is a- maybe that would work better. I don't really know uh, I'm not a scientist I don't know you sound like the guy that reads the the hot coffee caution is hot label like okay hey, careful <laughs> this is this is hot. No,
1: got to be careful and then in the same uh sort of vein staples is offering to laminate your COVID 19 vaccine card for free so tiny tiny little thing but i've been hearing that those uh those cards are are pretty important especially going forward once you get the second one or if you get just the 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 only one of the johnson and johnson that there's a, a chance that going forward to Go on a plane to go to a concert to get into an, uh, an arena. You're going to need that card. So would be helpful if it was a little more durable than just a just a, a piece of paper. So there's an opportunity for uh, anybody that's been vaccinated.
0: You you don't have your own laminator? I do not. <laughs> I, I I have a laminator. Have, well, my family I have a has vacuum a laminator.
1: Sealer, but no laminator.
0: I just just vacuum it up, man. Just. <laughs>
1: I don't think that's going to quite work the same, but uh, maybe it's worth a try. But seems like Staples is your easy option here.
0: Oh man, What when's uh, when's our first event where we need to pull out this card? Like I'm imagining, I'm going to have like it on a keychain, or this is just going to be a necklace, permanent lanyard around my neck. Like when 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 does that happen? What's the first event you think we end up using this for? All right, it's probably a plane trip, though. Right, it's probably.
1: I, I was thinking for me it would be a a college football game.
0: I, I have no idea. What? I, I'm guessing airline. I'm I'm assuming boarding to get yeah, in.
1: What would you in? Yeah, if we took out the the plane, but it was an event. What sort of event would you like to go to? Like, if you had the opportunity, and I'm framing it less of this specific concert with this specific guy at this specific location, a little more of would you want it to be like a Jay-Z concert of like tons of people? It's going to be, you know, the, the, the absolute top of a, of a concert or would you prefer something maybe much more indie, like somebody that you know, but nobody else really knows about where it would be a smaller sort of crowd, but also it's like, Hey, this is my first time going out and you just don't want to do it too big on the, on the first, the first one back.
0: Well, I don't know if you know this, but there have been tons of private underground concerts happening over the past year. Just, just happening you gotta get it's literally the most old school way of old school ways like it was I think it was maybe even letters like I don't know how the word got around but you had to be in <laughs> it, it never went viral or anything else like that what went viral is that these were happening but you could never know when they were happening or where they were happening they were happening in obscure places it's like empty warehouses. I don't know how they set all this stuff up but i I've, I know they've been going on and if you look them up there's probably some stuff so this whole like private small crowd indie stuff I think if I wanted to do that I could have been doing that um i you know i I'm glad I went to concerts when I went to concerts. I don't know if I'm necessarily itching to be around that many people to begin with. I've kind of become very comfortable in my 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 non public area here this is this this household of just me <laughs> I don't ever want to let anyone else in we're ne- I'm never going outside this is this is maybe <laughs> you are gonna
1: you're just gonna be a hermit
0: no I don't want to be a hermit i when i my first event I just want to go play basketball with Anybody and not ever have to have that Thought of anything About anyone it's not fun to be Judgmental I, I think it's so easy to be It's not fun to be And you just get more paranoia in the back of your Head doing any of this I, I think I, I'm definitely Not doing a festival so if it's a concert It's probably at like a respectful venue Nothing like too small Something Something okay. big enough that they have to have Some liability in the the cautiousness they take in running the event. So I would I'd, I'd say that that would be my answer. I can't think of a band or anything off the top to give you like a mid range level. But, yeah,
1: I wasn't looking yeah, I wasn't looking so much for for like a specific But you know maybe more, uh,
0: maybe we're talking like Massachusetts venues, maybe not the T D Garden, but maybe like the House of Blues. Okay. So like that size. Like that's still large, but I think that's the best venue to see anybody at anyway, so that's a good size. And if you're out allowing even less people Man, that's a really good venue. Now, now, the the fa- the one thing I don't want to do, I don't want to pay more for anything. And I don't want. This is inconvenient for me too. You know, I I don't want to pay for that. I I just want everything to go back to normal.
1: And I think that'll be part of it is being able to go go out and do stuff. And so that's why I'm I'm thinking mine will be college football, and it was much less of the the safety part of it. Just thinking by then, it'll. Things will will have opened up, and I guess at least for me, you know, I, I'll be va- vaccinated by that point, and so it would just be this is something that I want to do that would make sense in a, in, a, in a normal year, and not even thinking so much about like ah, I don't know, there's a lot of people, just yes, awesome, I'm around a lot of people and don't have that. Ugh, should I
0: really be doing this? So now that most of the world has a mask. Are we holding on to these? Are these eventually if we get to the point where we no longer have to wear these, I know that's not necessarily that soon in the future where it's just full, no mask back to that. Is this mask staying in the top drawer? Are we storing this in the closet? Are we throwing these out and saying, I'll oh, we'll just buy another one for the next one. It, what, what sort of, is there any sort of preparation for all this? Like are we, are we filling the basement up with certain stuff? Like are we, we haven't a case of toilet paper downstairs. Like, what do we learn from this is what I'm saying. Like are you gonna do anything differently going forward? Well, I think you definitely have
1: to hold on to your masks because in ten years there's for sure going to be uh, COVID year outfits for, for costumes. <laughs> and ten years might be too far away. That so you definitely wanna soon. hold on to them for that. You don't you don't want to miss that opportunity.
0: Yeah. So not not preparing for the next pandemic, I guess, is the, the answer here.
1: No, no, I'm really hoping this is uh, a similar situation to the one that was in the the 1920s, where it's just kind of a one one per lifetime. Uh, I think I've, I think I've done my done my time, and uh, would really prefer not to have to do one of these again.
0: Yeah. So, all right, will theme parks ever be the same again? I, I I see we have some rising concern of of people screaming on the coaster, and that being. I guess the ideal spit zone of a bunch of people around one another where that's, that's how this is spread.
1: (laughs) I I just love that. This was, this was funny where we all have our jobs and we do pretty specific things. And just realizing as an adult, you're friends with people and you know what their job is. And then you ask them and you might know more or less, but you really don't know what, like the nuts and bolts of it are most likely. And so like, as you go more into these areas, just realizing, Oh yeah. You know what? There's this whole realm over here of, of things that get done that I didn't even think about. And this is just one of them of, okay, we got to open up the the theme parks. Okay. Here's all the things we got to do. And then as you get down the list of, Oh man, you know, people are screaming like crazy on these roller coasters. Like what are we going to do extra to make sure that they're not spreading COVID on here? And having to look through, what are the the possible steps that could uh, could be taken? Of, okay, you got to remind people. You know, you have to definitely wear your mask. They're talking about uh, usage or modifications to the seat loading patterns. So it's like, okay, should we have, you know, you skip every other row? Do you go diagonal? Just uh, just a whole bunch of things to think about that I've just I've never thought of running a uh, running a theme park and I thought it would be good to, to bring it up to you and see if you had any thoughts
0: on it. Are, are you the guy that waits in line to sit in the front, or are you just trying to get on the ride? I'm just trying to get on the ride. You're just trying to get on the ride? Because I'm trying to think you're going every other. That line, that line's ridiculous anyways. I do think there are some rides where that is worth waiting for, but that's very much a judgment call. It's like, all right, how long is it going to take? Because if it's that much longer, and I've already waited a long time, no, nah, that, that, that's not going to work. If it wasn't that long of a line to begin with, and the only real wait was the wait for that, I could be talked into if the group really wanted it. But just get me on the ride. That's that's fine. I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan of heights, so part of being able to see it all in the front, not real appealing to me. Not not it's it's a hell of a view. It's not a hell of a feeling for me. It is <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's nerve wracking. It's very quick, but it feels very long. <laughs> Uh, it's it's a very funky situation yeah. though. I haven't yeah, thought of this the wrong person to ask. I I I'll tell you what. I try to close my mouth. I try to close my eyes too. It's it, I'm I'm the safest one for all this. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll just have a picture of you before you get on, and
1: they just tell people do what this guy's doing. <laughs> yeah, don't have fun. Plug just and just- then pl- <laughs> plug your nose like you're jumping into the water. <laughs>
0: It's. I never. I didn't even think of anything like that. It makes it. It makes total sense though. I. I think you're moving fast enough though that this, the odds have to be less. But there's still odds of it happening. But there's odds of it happening with the mask on. So it's. You know we get. We gotta just get vaccinated. This. Making adjustments to things like this seems silly. Hmm. Man, I can't even think. What was the last roller coaster you were on?
1: Uh, I went to uh, Orlando last January.
0: Oh, man, that's not that long ago. So,
1: yeah, just just over over a year ago. Uh, I don't remember what what my last last ride was, but I definitely rode a bunch of roller coasters that weekend.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm too old for that now. Maybe that's maybe that's a thing. You be too old for roller coasters? i don't
1: think so my mom likes roller coasters
0: i don't really have an argument for that that, that just ended it <laughs> <laughs>
1: i don't think she has any uh any uh inkling of uh of stopping
0: yeah i mean florida's open right you could just, you can still go to orlando I, you hear
1: you hear the rumors, and it just seems like I'm I'm real close to where I can get vaccinated, and then then I can start making making reckless decisions. But I don't need to do it now. I've I've, I've held out for over a year now, and just you know just just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. Starting to get nice out; I can do outside stuff, but still socially distance and everything. Just another couple of months, and then I'll be good.
0: Well, if all goes well, I should be vaccinated pretty soon as well. Uh, so that's that's exciting. I I already started playing the outro music. Uh, is there anything else you want to get out there? Just doubling
1: down that it is awesome to have March Madness back.
0: It is. It's a hell of a lot better March with it. I <laughs> I keep getting so many memories from last year. They're not good months. They're not like oh man, remember this? This was this was cool. There's many highlights, but man, I just a lot more lowlights. Yeah. Really, really nothing fun. Uh, but March Madness is always fun It'll be even more fun next year I'm excited for the tournament going forward I think I have to say go Baylor to end the podcast I, I really don't know There may be some other weird scenario I think I'm rooting against Alabama uh, I, I don't know I, Zach's going to lose the bet somehow I don't know how, doesn't seem likely right now But I think if you all oh. root for Baylor With me, we have a chance Of making him do something silly One
1: One last thing Shout out to uh, Uncle John. He's a listener of the podcast. He is in first place right now in the podcast league.
0: Oh, man, he's a lock.
1: He's a lock. He's up by one point on Allen in second, but uh, Allen has three more possible points than he does. So looks like we got quite a finish coming on on our hands.
0: Well, tune in next week to find out how that goes. But I, I think he's a lock. You don't even need to listen. He he already won. I I locked LeBron for the MVP last week. <laughs> we'll be back. Well, little column A, little column B, little column B, little column B.